Today's podcast is from our second act series, episode one, Retirement. People retire for many reasons. Yes, they do. One of them is early retirement due to a layoff or the offer of a great severance package. Another reason people retire are health reasons, either their own or that of a family member or someone that they're responsible for and they end up being a caregiver. Another reason people end up retiring is that the business they worked for was closed due to COVID or some other reason or sold and they were not part of the package that went to the new owners. And finally, people retire because they've had enough. They have a dream. They want to do something else. They're sick and tired of sick and tired is the comment I always hear. So they're ready to strike out. Together or individually, Michael and I have worked with people who have experienced each of these issues and who have gone on these journeys from employee to retiree and or to entrepreneur or new career or whatever direction they chose. Now we're going to take a closer look at some of these issues starting with the early retirement options. You know business patterns today are not what they used to be and business business is doing things differently. They're hiring newer talent. Business models are changing. And I've also become aware of situations where they're hiring more recently educated. In other words, your college degree that you helped get your job may be 20, 25, 30, 35 years old. And there may be someone out there who just got out of college, their degree is a little bit newer. And we see businesses hiring newer talent that way. We actually have seen that very thing in our own community. That's right. We were lucky enough to grow up in upstate New York, and our hometown is where IBM International Business Machines originated. At one time, when we were just starting out in business, IBM had close to 60,000 employees. And in a matter of just a few short years, they started relocating and running operations from different states like Raleigh, Texas, California. And within a short time, there were just a couple thousand employees left out of 60,000. Today, there's only a couple hundred left out of the 60,000. But during the mass exodus, there were people that worked there for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years that just couldn't afford to up and leave their families. Some of their spouses were very well established in their industries, so it just didn't make financial sense to relocate the wife and kids, husband and kids, and leave their elderly family. So we've come across, during our 78 years, combined personal and professional experiences, we've worked with all of these people. There was a second company that was huge in our hometown, Indycat Johnson Shoe, which again, almost overnight, 
sold uh, parts of their business to franchises in other countries, and almost 40,000 people were unemployed in a short period of years, just a few years. So we've dealt with it all. We've dealt with the people who just are tired of depending on that 25-year watch and a pension, knowing that after this job, they don't have to worry about anything else. We've dealt with people that wanted to start their own careers, that thought they could do what they've been doing as an independent. So we've helped and consulted people throughout all those stages. Knowing what you don't know may be more important than what you do know. You know your job, you were probably the best employee at what you did, but did you know all the back office stuff? Did you know all the planning and um, operations and all the technical difficulties that came along before getting to your position? So those are some of the things that we have helped numerous people figure out. We consult, we give you the questions, we give you some of the answers, but it's your decision in the end which way you're going to go, and we help you get there the best way possible. Then we have folks who find themselves facing health issues that make it impossible for them to do the job that they're in. One good example, and Michael, you are familiar with this, is someone who suffers from diabetes. That's right. Diabetes causes neuropathy. Neuropathy causes numbness in your feet and sometimes pain. And if you're a professional driver um, working under federal guidelines, there are certain levels of diabetes, certain types of medications that you're just simply not allowed to take under the federal rules and regulations. So the first thing I recommend is looking with inside your current company. You can no longer be a driver. Is there another position in the company that you're familiar with that you would like to do? That's always your first source to look at is where you are. Don't make drastic life changes. But if there aren't convenient openings or positions that you would like to do, then you explore out. Do you just go to another related industry and find something other than driving. So, for example, just example comes to mind when you use the example of a driver. A driver who can no longer drive might go to a dispatcher. Or a helper. There we go. You can still unload and load trucks. You can work in the warehouse. You can work in uh, management. There's a, a, a thousand things you can do if there are openings and if the and if it interests you, you don't want to just grab another job within the company for the false sense of security that it's familiar and you're going to be miserable. So that focuses on when you have, when the individual has a health issue. What about when the individual finds themselves in the role of caregiver, when a family member or someone that the person is responsible for has a health issue that requires now caregiving, which the, the person must give. And 
The caregiving can range from a few weeks to help somebody get over a surgery to a few months for somebody to rehab from something more serious or two years as we know. That's right. We've dealt with numerous people professionally who've had to deal with those issues, but we also dealt with it personally with our parents getting older in their 90s. And slowly they needed a little more help and a little more help. It went from a cleaning lady to a daycare person giving them prescriptions to 24-hour care. So we have experienced that professionally with numerous people, but also personally from the beginning of the caregiving right straight through the progression to the end of the caregiving. We can enlighten you to what's coming in the expenses and in the inconveniences. Even if you have more money than you know what to do with, do you know how to handle the healthcare professionals, the industry? Are you ready to take that daily emergency phone call? Are you ready to just walk off the job and go fill in when the number one, number two, and number three caregivers call off sick that day or that holiday? There's all kinds of things that happen as caregivers that most people just never think about. And this particular issue affects women, statistically affects women more than men, because women end up being caregivers more frequently than men. I'm not saying that there are no men that don't that don't provide caregiving. They do. But statistically, more women fall into this category, which affects their ability to earn, which affects their social security points, which affects their ability to put away for future retirement, uh, and which affects their ability to continue in their jobs. You know, we have all had experiences in life where we learned things we really never wanted to know. And this was such an experience that we went through. However, I am so grateful that we did go through it for what we learned and what we can help you learn, what we can help you avoid. We made the mistakes, every single one of them, and we can help you avoid that because the entire situation when you're a caregiver is charged with emotion and you don't make business decisions out of emotion as we often say one of our favorite sayings favorite sayings is you do not make decisions in the middle of the storm you plan for them and we can help you plan now there's another reason that um, people find themselves facing retirement and that is when their business is sold or closed the Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that 2.5 million employees were unable to work in March of 2022 because the employer closed or lost business due to COVID-19. That's right. And that's just recent. This has been going on for decades. People retire. Family businesses, construction companies, restaurants, manufacturing companies, where friends and family worked with the matriarchs and patriarchs of the company for 20, 25 years. And then one day they get a notice. The owners want to go to Florida. They're going to sell the company. And you can only cross your fingers that it takes them forever to sell. And in many cases, there's somebody waiting to buy it. 
So we can help you through that anxiety and transition period of being in a company that just closed. We know several people who just passed away unexpectedly and the businesses closed. COVID, the businesses closed. Um, economic development, their areas changed. Their 60,000 employees moved out. There are no more customers. They had, they had um, supply, but no longer had demand. So those are all the things we've experienced, worked with numerous people with, and together professionally and personally, we've got more than 78 years of experience dealing with these issues. And finally, probably the least, most obvious reason but pro uh, my guess would be the most prevalent reason is you, as the W-2 wage earner, sitting at the desk day in, day out, bringing it every day to your job, doing your best, you're done. You're burned out. You want something else. You want something different. You have a lifelong dream that you'd like to fulfill. Have, how many of you have sat at your desk and said, you know, I can do that better? I could do this. I could run this. And you know, you're probably right in your job and in your position and with your responsibilities. You may have been the absolute best employee that company ever had. The question is, what don't you know about the company? What don't you know about what the owners did after 501 when you were home not worrying about anything? So this happens quite often. My best example is with restaurant managers of big national chains. I have a relative who was a restaurant manager from high school for 25 years. His international chain went out of business and he said, Mike, I want to start a restaurant. And I said, don't even think about it. You don't have a clue how to run a restaurant. And he said, why? I said, because for 25 years, you took a ticker tape and the company told you how much food to order this week of this month in this year. What the traffic patterns were. What the holidays were. You never really made those decisions. You don't know how the company came up with those calculations. Once you own your own business, you have to take that all into account which is something you were not exposed to for the 25 years, you were one of the absolute best managers they ever had. That's just one example. There are many examples. A lot of W-2ers, not saying anything bad about W-2ers, the country wouldn't run without you. But that doesn't always put you in a position to be the best employer. So what we do before you get into it, we examine and go over all the right reasons, the wrong reasons, and what it's going to take for you to follow through. And many, many times, people are absolutely shocked. And I go back to the restaurant business just because everybody in the world eats. Uh, the mom and pop, greasy spoon, the six to two, I hear it every day. They're open at 6, they close at 2, they get the best part of their day to themselves, and then I start to explain. 
but they're here at three in the morning prepping, cooking the home fries and the mashed potatoes and making the soups. And at 2.01, when it seems like everybody's done for the day, they're out shopping and delivering food back for tomorrow for the next three or four hours. You'll be surprised how many people are in awe that that 6 to 2 business is really 3 a.m. to 5 p.m., much longer than their 9 to 5 job. So there are all the hidden things that people just either take for granted or don't realize about almost every single industry we've helped people get into and maneuver and many, many, many of them maneuver it successfully. But those are the people who are willing to open their minds and accept information. And, you know, Michael, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you used the example of the restaurant owner uh, because that's so true. And look, we are not feel-good consulting. We are here to help you make the decisions that are right for your life, your family, for you. And we start that path by assisting you in being honest with yourself, step one, and realistic about your goals, step two. We need to talk about things like, are you a self-starter? What's your definition of self-motivation? Depending on the industry you're interested in, what are you prepared to do? And Michael just gave a stunning example of a restaurant owner. Who doesn't want a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. job? But that's not the job. Then you have to think about the product. Do you have a product or a service that people want? Or need and of course there's just really a couple of TV shows that just put it right in your face Shark Tank people come on they've invested their life savings they borrowed money from every family member and their product is cute it's adorable I love it I wish I had thought about it but I wouldn't buy it so do you have an audience a mass audience that's going to buy millions of dollars of your product. People are doing very good when they go on Shark Tank making $50,000, $80,000 a year. But after expenses, it's a little bit more than a high paying job. And the sharks are interested in companies that can scale from $100,000 to $20 million, $50 million. Is that your product? When you come to us for consulting, we tell you what you need to know. Many people pay big, big money to be told what they want to hear. We're not doing anybody any justice, and we're certainly not doing our reputation any justice, like Shark Tank. They tell you the truth, even though it hurts, but they're not going to invest in you if you don't have the ability to succeed on at least their level. The other show that I really love is Undercover Boss. Recently, there was a gentleman who was a franchise guru, and he turned a company with 30 franchises into 300 franchises. He had no clue what the industry was. 
He had never seen the industry product. He went undercover. It was a completely different world from him. And not a single one of those 300 franchises was doing anything consistently according to the franchise rules, regulations, and orders. So that is a perfect example. Undercover Boss, very rarely does anybody go undercover and have the slightest clue what's happening in their multi-million dollar corporation until they see it firsthand. So we bring to you the experiences professionally and personally for over 78 years and bringing all that to the front before you have to learn it the hard way. And there's another component that we assist with that is an absolute must if you're considering a transition and that is do you have a financial plan for your transition period whatever your transition period is if you're going to go um, from job to another job do you have a financial plan to get you from point a to point b are you going to be making the same amount are you going to be making less for a period of time how do you cover expenses during that period are you going from job to no job and you're going to be out there looking how long can you afford to do that or are you going from job into your own business whether it's a full-time business whether you're starting out with a part-time business you have to have a financial plan statistics show that new businesses fail for one of two reasons undercapitalization not enough money or poor management both of those do not have to sink your business you can plan for those and with the right assistance with the right guidance you can make a successful transition so here we are at this point you know who we are you've heard some of the things that we do on this particular retirement series and just look up our website mike and joe and you're going to spell it out mike and a n d joe joconsulting.com go to our contact page and set up an initial one-on-one -on -one private consulting interview we're going to talk about you your industry your needs and your specific issues doing whatever it is you want to do we might even open your eyes to something you never even thought of. So call for that initial. Contact us through MikeAndJoeConsulting.com. Thank you.